I think that passion is about enjoyment and and really feeling full in your body and mind rather than skill. Like skill really does not matter when you think about it. It's just about feeling the way you do when you're passionate about something. Like I love I love surfing and I haven't been that much and I'm horrible, but it does not stop me because every time or at the beach or or on vacation, I want to the the first thing I want to do is go surfing cuz I just love being out on the water and being on a surfboard and catching waves even though I fall down 99% of the time. <laughs> My daughter doesn't feel like she has real friends she can count on. My daughter comes home from school every day sad that nobody gets her. My daughter wishes that she was somebody else. My daughter has no self-confidence. Sadly, in the work that I do, I hear comments like these ones way too often. I so deeply want girls to learn that they only need to look on the inside of themselves to know and understand who they are, and how they want to operate in the world. I want them to take an inside-out approach, not an outside-in approach where the comments of other people, whether positive or negative, determine how they feel about themselves on a moment-to-moment basis. Girls today need safe spaces where they can learn empowerment tools and understand that they have an inner toolkit that can serve them in any and all of life situations. After a decade of running in-person girls empowerment workshops, I'm finally introducing a new way to work with me. I'm starting a membership called Empower Hour for Girls. This is a subscription-based program where girls get access to working with me twice a month live on a community Zoom call. I will teach them all about how powerful they are and how they can curate a life that truly feels good from the inside out. We will chat about concepts like gratitude, self-love, leadership, friendship, and so much more. Empower Hour is for girls ages 7 to 12. Enroll your daughter today and ensure that she gets set up with tools that will serve and support her for a lifetime. When you enroll your daughter at the founding member rate, which is now available, not only will she be locked in at that price forever, but you, the parents, will also get my best-selling course called The Empowerment Sessions as a bonus gift. To learn more and get your daughter signed up, go to www.melodypormorati.com slash empower hour or check out our show notes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm laughing because I have my daughter, Noah Pormorati, back on the podcast with me and we haven't even started and she's already making fun of her mother, right? She literally, like we took, this is the second take of the intro because the first one, she was imitating my bubbly voice and how I say, welcome to the Empowering Her podcast, right, Noah? Yes, ma'am. That was awesome. Welcome, Noah. I'm so happy to have you back. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) So Noah and I are in Montreal right now and we are, why are we here, Noah? We're visiting McGill. And what's McGill? College. Yes. So Noah's a junior in high school and we are in that 
fun yet chaotic year of visiting schools, trying to figure out what she's meant to do or what she wants to do with four years of her life. And I like, what do you think of this whole process? What, what has it been like for you? It's pretty stressful, but not, not as stressful as I thought it would be. Junior year is really hard, but looking at colleges is kind of cool. Like it's, it's nice knowing where you want to be. Yeah, and we've kind of had a lot of trial and error. I feel like every time we visit a school, like all of a sudden things change. All of a sudden you're like, okay, wait, this is not what it's like. Yeah. It's like getting rid of certain options and putting certain options back on the table. So something Noah and I were talking about today is like, never say never, because there are certain schools where she was like, you know, at the tour, she was like, no way, this isn't happening. But now we're here in Montreal. We just went to see McGill. We're seeing Concordia tomorrow. And certain options from before are back on the table. So it's really important to to be open, right? To be open yeah. to all things. And I think it's like something that we've learned from this whole process is that it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. Right? It's okay to change your mind. So, So that's why we're here. And we're sitting in our hotel room and we are recording this podcast for you. So the first time Noah was on the podcast, it was actually the most downloaded episode of the podcast. So thank you all for that. So we thought... If that's what you're enjoying, let's bring her back. Let's talk some more. And this time I said to Noah, you get to choose what we're talking about. So what did you decide that this podcast topic would would be about? Finding your passion. Finding your passion. Why is this what we're talking about today, Noah? Because passion is so important to me. And all my passions really make up who I am and a lot of my happiness. Like I'm not saying that your passion, your passion really um, controls your happiness, but it definitely plays a role in it. It contributes, right, yeah. to the overall well-being. Because when we're doing things that we love, we're just happier. We're just in joy. Yes. Right? So I actually looked up the definition of passion, just so we're all on the same page and we're discussing passion in the way that we are using the word today. It's a strong liking or desire for or devotion to some activity, object, or concept. So with that in mind, what something that I wanted to say is like I look at my daughters and I see two very passionate young ladies. Like they especially when they were younger, like there was and I feel like all children are like this from the beginning. They're passionate, they're curious, they're creative, they're always looking around them for ways to enjoy and have fun and they don't overthink it and they don't make a big deal out of it and they don't think I have to be the best at it. They just go for the thing that's in front of them that speaks to them the most. So I feel like how important is it that we're actually practicing our passions but when I look back on my own childhood, I really didn't have many passions, or at least I didn't think I had many passions. And so for me, my passion didn't come until I was like in my late 20s and 30s. And then it was like, wow, there's no stopping stopping it now because there it's always flowing and I'm always seeing more in the world that excites me that I want to give my energy to. But 
in looking at Noah, especially at this phase in her life, I'm seeing there's a whole lot of passion coming through, which I absolutely love that you didn't lose that. And in fact, if anything, you have it and you're building on it. So let's start with this. What are some of your passions, Noah? Well, I love music, especially writing music, because it's such a good way to get out all my feelings. And even like with the lyrics and with the music. And I also love exercising, releasing endorphins, and skateboarding. So that's a lot of stuff. Like you, you definitely like to be physically active, right? Yeah. And then the music. Talk to me a little bit more about that, like saying that it releases. Did you say it releases emotion? Is that what you said? It helps you express yourself and like in what way? How so? Sometimes even when you when you can't write lyrics, when like words can't come out, the music does an amazing and a beautiful job of getting it out because you could feel so much emotion and personality and beauty when you're playing music, like even just playing simple chords on the guitar. Um, it, it lets out a certain feeling. It could, it could let out, like, it could let out a happy feeling, a sad feeling, um, like you had a bad day and you just sit there and play guitar and it changes everything. I so often, like, walk by your room or, or hear you in the basement creating or just playing and feeling and iterating And I'm so envious. I'm just like, how cool is it that she has this outlet? And I feel like different phases of your life, you've written different music that reflects that point in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the song that you just shared with me, what's it called? Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. Like what a beautiful reflection of about a year ago in your life. So it's, it is very cool to, not be afraid. And like, Noah, when you're, because I'm thinking our listeners, like maybe, um, maybe they want to, um, instill this ability for their own children to practice their passions, uncover their passions. Like what are some ways that you think parents can help their children to, to feel comfortable moving in the direction of their passion? I think definitely letting them find their own way and not forcing anything on them and maybe setting an example for them. Because I I know some parents can be uh, very, very much on the logical side. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh my God, so much. But <laughs> they don't see room for passion in life when you could just, you just got to be getting things done instead of like finding that part of yourself. And I think a good thing is for parents to set a good example for their children. Like I know when I have kids, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna force anything on them, but like I'll show them my guitar playing. I'll show them like my basketball playing. I'll show them what I love to do. And hopefully they'll see that as inspiration and find what they love. I love that. So you're talking about just like leading by example. And if we want them to do those things, then we need to do those things for ourselves. And it's, and our kids don't need to do what we do, right? Like you're, you don't want, need your kids to do what you do. 
You just want them to feel comfortable exploring what they want to do. Yes. Right? Um, I know that when I was growing up, my mom was so awesome. My mom and my dad, they literally signed us up for every possible class. Like this poor woman was driving us from lesson to lesson to lesson. And sadly, my sister and I, like we, we wanted nothing to do with any of it. Like we didn't want to go skating. We didn't want to play the conservatory piano. We didn't want, we just like wanted to do our own thing. So like for us, it kind of almost didn't work out in that way. Like mom exposed us to all this stuff, but we felt like we had to do it. And it was almost, it cut off the passion and something that I wanted to do when I had kids was like, also do what my mom did, expose you guys to all of the different options, like to the menu of choices, but not make you take it more than once. Like if you were like, skating's not for me, I tried it, I gave it a whole semester and I'm done with it. We were cool with that. Like that, and that did happen with soccer, right? Yeah. I also feel like if your parents sign you up for lessons, like they they might ask you, they might be like, oh, hey, do you want to take piano lessons? And you're like, sure. But then, like, you get home from school, and they're like, okay, time for piano lessons. You got to go for two hours. And and it's not really your choice anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's good to let them explore for themselves. Like, maybe, like, something that I would enjoy, which you, which you guys did was, like, take me to a music shop and just let me wander around and see what I like. Right. Like play all the different instruments. Yeah. Yeah, We used to go to guitar center. I mean, we still go there a lot, but, and you would go from the drums to the keyboard, to the guitar, to the, you know, and and it's cool because you get to explore all the options and you don't have to commit to something. I think so often people like parents, I I love that you said that parents, first of all, are logical. And I'm going to go back to that because I think it's a really important piece that you introduced. But I think as parents, sometimes we put pressure on our kids, like you started something and you've got to finish it, right? Like you started piano, you better become the best piano player that you can possibly be. Take it for 10 years, grow into an adult with it. And I feel like that's just too much pressure for anyone. It takes away your desire and love for something. If you're taking, if if you're like learning how to play the flute and you have to practice for, for like two hours a day, you're going to end up not liking it. Like if someone is telling you, you have to practice this two hours a day. And if you don't, you're in trouble. Like you're not going to love it anymore. Yeah. Like as with all things that we talk about here on this podcast in the girl life world, like your desire needs to come from within you. And if it's coming from the outside of you, it's not sustainable. So in the case of a parent, if it's, you know, the parent constantly saying to the child, you need to love piano, you need to practice piano, that's coming from outside of the child. If the child, however, loves piano and is like, mom, I need another lesson every week, I love it so much, and the child is hungry to run for the piano when they get home from school like and excited about it, that's a whole other level of passion. But that passion needs to come from within. Yeah. Correct? Yes. I love how you said that, Noah, and I love I love this conversation. Now, you said something super important. You said that parents are logical. Tell me what you mean by that. 
like, and I, the way that you're saying it, you're saying like, sometimes our logic is actually the greatest impediment to, um, to, to leading by example in that way, like modeling, doing the things that we love for our kids. Well, many may think like, many are just thinking about getting by. Like you have to do your homework so you can graduate and that's all you need to focus on right now. And you have to take your SAT courses and visit colleges and do all these interviews. And then maybe you could work to becoming a doctor or, or a lawyer. And, and doing that is not making like the slightest bit of room to find something that's, that's you. Mm-hmm. It's like going through all the motions, doing yes. all the things that you have to check doing off the of this things you need, checklist. You think you need to do right that you that you do need to do, but like instead but, of instead of thinking that like being a doctor or a lawyer or or any of those typical jobs or office jobs is something that that is that might be a parent's vision of success, and everyone's vision of success is different. And if if your parent is only thinking in that one-track mind, then it's going to lead you to think in that one-track mind. That makes a lot of sense. So, like, as adults, we're, you know, we got to pay the bills. I, I got to cook dinner. You know, I got to get home from work and do X, Y, Z. Like, I, as the parent, get that. Like, I, I as the parent, am actually doing that piece and sometimes I step into that logical mind and I forget about the fun right like I forget about the fact that we need to have fun and we need to make room and time for joy I think that's what I hear you say is like yeah do the things that you want to do to get to the places that you want to get but also make room for fun make room for joy the joy makes it easier to do all these other things yeah like when you take time life better yes I love that so much. And all of this manifestation work, like if you listen to this podcast each week, you know that I'm doing a lot of inner work. I'm learning a lot about manifestation. I'm super duper fascinated by it. But what I keep hearing is that when we are in our joy, we are feeling good. And when we are feeling good, we are miraculous manifester. Like we are magnets for miracles when we feel good. So why... Do we rob ourselves of the opportunity to feel good? Um, think about that. Like, journal on it. Reflect on it. Why do we take this away from ourselves when it's our birthright? Life is meant to be fun. There will be enough reasons to feel sad in life. So when the opportunity exists, why not step into our joy? And something that comes up for me a lot, like I know when I was growing up, Noah, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to try new things because I was afraid that I wouldn't be good at them or I would see myself as a failure or I would do something and then I would be done with that thing. Like I learned what I needed to learn. I had the fun I I had. I didn't think of it that way. I was like, I need to be the best at it. A and B, I need to do it forever because I didn't want to be a quitter. I had this thought in my head that if I stopped doing something, it made me a quitter. So I never tried anything new, right? What do you think of that? Because I know you've got a lot of passions and some of them you're, you know, you really 
are excellent at, like your music. And then there are other things that you're still a beginner at, but they're still your passion. So what are your thoughts on this idea of needing to be like, what would you say to little Melody who felt like she needed to be the best at everything? So she never tried. I think that passion is about enjoyment and, and really feeling full in your body and mind rather than skill. Like skill really does not matter when you think about it. It's just about feeling the way you do when you're passionate about something. Like I love, I love surfing and I haven't been that much and I'm horrible, but it does not stop me because every time or at the beach or, or on vacation, I want to, the, the first thing I want to do is go surfing because I just love being out on the water and being on a surfboard and catching leaves, even though I fall down 99% of the time. <laughs> I love that so much. So just like the fun of it is what you're out there for. You're not out there for the Instagram picture, for, no. you know, capturing that moment on camera. You're literally just there because it brings you so much happiness in that moment. Yes. And you just don't need to be the best at it. And if you catch a wave, that's awesome. And if you don't, I just get back up again. You just get back up again. So so what would you say to little Melody then? Like what's what it what is it that you would say to me? Like the girl who was never willing to try. Like how would you make her feel like it's okay? It's okay to try. Cuz I I'm just thinking so many kids and their parents don't try things because they're just afraid of it. I would say Like, try to be who you are when you really think of everything in the grand scheme of things. Like, I know this is, this is a weird thought, but like, does it really matter? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you fail. It doesn't matter um, if you don't do something well. It's just, like I said before, it's about enjoyment. Like, it's only think about yourself instead of thinking about the outside world around you and everybody else around you because what matters at the end of the day is how you're feeling and and um what you're doing that makes you passionate not about other people and what they're gonna think that's really good love i i really appreciate you saying that i really Love this idea of just being able to do things just because, not because you need to get an A++, not because you need to be perfect, but just because you need to get out there and try the things that you want to try. So little Melody hears you, and I'm totally taking that to heart because still to this day, there are a lot of things that I'm not willing to try because I'm like afraid I'm not going to be good at it. But I I definitely think that I, I need to reframe that so what are your passions so what are my passions now I mean like obviously this whole empowerment world is like literally my passion I can't get enough of it books like reading books about um human potential and mysticism manifestation we went to the library yes we went to a bookstore yesterday (laughs) and there was a giant section she's like I read that. Oh, I read that. Oh, you should read that. Oh, I read that too. Yeah, it was so good. It was like it was like um, the forty rules of love, and it was untethered soul. Um, 
Oh my God. There were so many books there that were just so, I just wanted to pick them up again, which I will because they, I want they reminded me. Well. Yeah. You, you have a whole library at home that you can <laughs> dig into. I, I've got all the books for you. Um, but other passions I have are cooking. Um, I love yoga. I've loved yoga for years. And something that's been really cool is that as we start to travel more and explore the world more, I'm always finding local yoga classes and going. Whereas like before I was afraid that my skill wasn't good enough. Like I, I wasn't as flexible as this one, or I couldn't do the pose the way this one did. And I'm of course learning that yoga is about everything but that there is no comparison. It's, you know, just the union of your body and your mind and your soul. And so I go in there and I, and it just feels so good because I'm there for me. That's it. And I'm not comparing myself anymore. So that feels really beautiful. Um, those are my passions, but I'm open to, you know, I, I'm open to more. I'm open to trying new things. I, who knows? Like maybe we'll have this conversation again in five years and I'll have some new ones to share. There's no doubt that you will have some new ones to share. <laughs> and passion, passion is never ending. Mm. Like when, when we were visiting the music school today in McGill, uh, the tour guide told us about a 70-year-old woman who was, who was at McGill taking courses. She was, she was taking the place of like a college student learning how to play the flute. Yeah. Well, she's she's an amazing she's amazing at the flute, but she wanted to keep going because she loves it. It's her passion, and that was just so amazing to me. It was it was a really cool story, and she was an ophthalmologist, and she somehow wanted to, you know, once she got a degree in music, she wanted to mix her love of ophthalmology and music to serve blind students. That's what he said, yes, right? Yes. Which was so touching and moving and beautiful, and it's like it. Like you just said, Noah, it never ends. This woman is 70 and she's still exploring. And, and I just, what a, what a beautiful, beautiful note to end this on. So um, thank you, my darling, for being here with me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share that Noah is actually going to be with me on Empower Hour, which is a new membership that we just launched in the Girl Life world where I will be on two Zoom calls a month with girls all over the world. So we are bringing new girls in. If you would like to enroll your daughter, you can check out our show notes or visit www.melodypormorati.com slash empower hour. And Noah's going to be my sidekick there. And she's, yeah, she's going to be hanging out with me and the girls and bringing her perspective to it because um, after years of you being in my workshops, I think you're so ready to teach these workshops, but how cool is it that we get to do this so ready. together? You're so ready. Mm-hmm. What, what have, what stands out for you? What, what have you learned being a, a girl life girl? There's so much I've learned that, that kind of shaped who I am right now. Like I'm still, I read your book. I, I think I said this in the last podcast. <laughs> I read your book like every night. Like I, I scroll through and choose a message. And the, these messages are still so important. Like I, I believe that every woman and even every man should be reading this book. <laughs> no, no. I swear no, I didn't no, tell no, her like to I'm, say that. I'm seriously, I'm serious. These messages are so important. Um, Before I, I was, it was just like I, I really like, I'm a believer of the universe 
which is like kind of weird. Not but, weird at all. <laughs> not weird at all. But I just choose a random message. And the other day I came home from school and I just failed the test. And and I was like, and I was also disappointed with uh, my guitar playing. And like, I, that was just a hard day. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like a failure. Mm. And then um, I opened the book and my note was failure is one of your greatest teachers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I so love funny. that. So that was when you say you believe in the universe, like the universe knew that that was the message that you needed. Yes. So what book are we talking about here? XOXO from a girl who gets it. Amazing. I love that. That's that that makes me happy. Yeah, that book is for women ages 5 to 105. And men. And men. I mean, I never said that, but yeah, it's really good for all humans. Um and I'm so glad you took so much away from it. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being part of today's podcast. You will definitely be coming back on, my darling. Yes, I love I you. Will. I love you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, definitely send us a DM. Let us know what your favorite part of this podcast was. And Apple is making all sorts of new changes to podcasting. So be sure that you follow the show. I believe if you go to the top right-hand corner, there's an option to follow the show. And this way you will get uh, updated versions of every episode. And each week when we drop a new episode, it will uh, it will show up for you. So sending you all so much love, big hugs. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. One thing I know for sure after running successful girls empowerment workshops for the last 10 years is that our girls just want safe spaces where they can be seen, heard, and acknowledged. They want to know that what they think and feel matters. Do you ever feel like you wish you could do more for this generation of girls, our future generation of women? How would it feel to be a change agent on the front lines and introduce girls to their many superpowers? I always ask myself this question. Who would I be today if as a young girl, I was told that I am powerful beyond measure? Who would you be, beautiful listener? I know it in my heart that it's time that girls are taught from as young an age as possible that they have everything they need within them to create a beautiful life. Why do we need to wait until our 30s and 40s to finally start feeling comfortable in our own skin, with our own thoughts, and in our own bodies? The stats are that a girl's self-confidence peaks at age 9, and that's a stat that I can't live with. If you feel heartbroken when you hear this and want to learn how you can do more and become a girl life coach and do what 200 coaches across the globe in our community are doing by empowering girls for a living, I want you to learn about the Girl Life Academy. It's time for all women to step into a career that adds value to the planet and rewards us personally, professionally, spiritually, and financially. We're welcoming new heart-centered Girl Life coaches all year round to run our curriculum in their communities. We provide you with the certification, the business know-how, a supportive community, and so much more to get your girl's empowerment mission off the ground in a smooth 
and powerful way. To learn more about the application process and how you can make the Girl Life Academy a part of your personal reality, go to www.girllifeempowerment.com or check out our show notes to learn more. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a five-star review and subscribing to the show so that you don't miss an episode. These reviews are so very helpful to us and we are so grateful for each and every one of them. If you'd like to hang out with us on Instagram, give us a visit at Girl Life Empowerment. Can't wait to see you there.